Flight 319. And I love that song. And I was listening to it last night. I was like, you know, I, I don't think I've played on the podcast yet. 070 Shake. She apparently did some writing on the Beyonce album. She's on the Kanye. She's on which Kanye album? The Kanye. Um, I heard of her before all of that. She's from Jersey. She is from Jersey. Wait, how, how have you heard of her? You just knew her from around the way? She had some street records out before she did all that Kanye stuff. What kind of street records? Jersey clubbish, but like mixed with that airy kind of singing sound the first time she played me the album she we played the entire thing and i was like it was all consecutive and that's the last song and it's my favorite one they're like two or three i really like on it right yeah but that's the last one after about five of them i was like i like this but i'm driving also and this is kind of lay down i just have a hard time with all this like what i assume is like pilly music you're in a zany fucking haze, which I'd never understand. And then, like, I also don't listen to music. Like, I don't sit at a computer and work and have music on in the background, which I feel a lot of hip, a lot of music nowadays is like this kind of like while you work background music. And when I do do that, I always throw on either some real dub reggae, like some almost no words, like just dub reggae, or like Miles Davis. What about Sade? Nah, Sade makes me think too much and her words are so beautiful Sade is a different vibe I can listen to Sade when I want to chill but not when I want to have background work music your point that you're making is perfectly used on Natalie who sits at her computer with music playing all day that's like her life right and what so, is she doing editing or she's going editing through photos e- she's cropping she's- yeah that's I can see that vibe working for that where I don't have that I'm like come on hurry up you fucking stupid fuck Get, come on but then, but that's what I'm saying. You can't. I don't see how you people throw those playlists on in the car. Like when I drive, I need a little. I need a little umph. Like I can listen to that one, that specific song, because it it hits me hard. But some of the other ones that kind of just meander for the whole three minutes, I need a part that's gonna at least turn up just a tiny bit. Um, but she she's dope though. She's super talented. I, I'm into 070. 070 shake. I'm sorry, and I shouldn't call her 070. Her name's Shake, because the 070 is like a crew thing. It's like when people call Rocky ASAP. So if you call her 070, I realize you're fucking up. So shouts to Shake. Cypher and I saw each other yesterday in real life. We was outside all day, literally. And I think that while we have some things to say that maybe 
we didn't love. I think overall, I think it was the point that you try to make about it being effective for us to be seen together outside. I do think that worked. Okay. Because that was the first time we've moved around bumping into lots of artists together in a long time. How would you rate the day yesterday, Sai? You don't want to know. Well, I watched. I mean, when you're with Sai throughout the course of this long a time, like five hours, he probably had 61 different moods during that time. He's laughing. He's having fun. He's sort of confused. He's annoyed. He looks outright depressed. <laughs> I get very frustrated in knowing our potential. I get frustrated in the, in the level of respect we get. How did you feel we were disrespected? Besides the guy who blatantly walked up and disrespected me, but we'll get to that. No, we'll get to that. Uh, no, I didn't feel any disrespect yesterday. I felt a lot of not, uh, I don't know how to say it. We weren't disrespected. We just weren't getting respect. I mean, nobody blatantly was like, yo, fuck y'all, man. Almost nobody was like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, you know what I mean? Like, I had a great time seeing good people. But like, when we see these artists and we see people from, you know, our era of the music industry, I love it. It's great to run into people, but then also, like, I get frustrated with us. Like, we should be doing a lot more. Like, at Rock the Bells, for example, we should have either had a legitimate setup somewhere or we should have been hosting the whole show. Yes. We shouldn't have been just at a monster setup on, the on like, the main concourse. But that's who, was, who, that's who brought us there. Now, I've done a lot of monster events in other towns where no one knows who I am, but I'm there representing monster, which is great. I go and I do my monster content. Wait, you like monster? Because I'm looking I'm looking at the background. It's hard for me to tell. Love monster. That's how we got into Rock the Bells. We were there to do monster stuff. But we're in New York City. A lot of the artists were like 90s and 2000 artists. We should be in the mix. And then Drink Champs was there as the official podcast representatives. They had a whole Drink Champs section. And Nori is just fucking Nori. Here's the thing that I hate. It took Nori to almost get frustrated with us because we had to get backstage where all the artists were. We had no passes. We had no credentials. We had nothing. We were there as just part of a, a, a sponsored group, which was Monster Energy, outside getting Monster Energy content. And Nori was like, yo, come backstage. I got to talk to y'all. And we ended up going and being on Drink Champs. We were ended up being kidnapped on Drink Champs. Yeah, we were definitely kidnapped. <laughs> but I do have I do have Stockholm Syndrome towards <laughs> Nori and the whole squad. But we are like, no, we can't come back there. We don't have passes. And his response was... You're fucking Peter Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds, Juan Epstein. You can fucking come back here. Yeah, but we don't even think like that. But the problem is, and we would have had to think like that beforehand. We would have had to think like that a month ago, being like, yo, we want to be at this thing. And then, and then you know, if, if for example, we once we knew the monster thing was happening, because we've known that for a while, we could have went to someone else and been like, yo, we're doing this thing for monster, but what we need to do is get blank. We need that. And there would have been room for us to be set up somewhere also. Like, an artist could have done both of our shows. It wouldn't have been hard. It looked the way Nori was set up. He was like the official yes. podcast of Rock the Bells. So I think if we would have went through Nori and said, hey, can you help us get a little side stage, different vibe podcast set up, I think he would do it. So when Nori told us to come back there, we eventually, we listened. And we went back there. And they and they had us come and up. And we got in fairly easily. 
with you, me, your your lovely fiance, and two Monster Energy camera people. We went backstage with where no cameras were allowed, and we got in with two cameras. Fair, we met like general big black guy security in front of the gate resistance. He, he was, he was in full. I'm gonna be. I like appreciated his commitment to the character. He was like, I'm gonna be yeah. the dickhead security guy who's getting annoyed about everything you say. And just right. telling you there's but, no fucking chance you can no, get back. No, 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 but he said, he said, um, nah, you need an escort. You need an escort. And then we said, well, excuse me, sir, how do we find the people who escort you? And he pointed to a woman that was standing right there. And then she comes over, and she's like, what's going on? And we're like, hey, I'm Cypher Sounds. This is Peter Rosenberg. Nori asked us to come back. And I guess that's like when we said Nori asked us to come back, that's when shit went into some kind of high gear. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> Thank you, NOR. <laughs> and then, but yeah, but like she pretty much just walked us right in. That's what I'm saying. So yes, there was downside stuff, but there was also upside stuff. Um, we we saw Bun B. We tasted his delicious Trill Burger. Shit was fucking slamming. What I love about Bun B and the Trill Burger situation that I I've seen at many festivals over the last couple of months. He's he was at Dreamville. He was at um. South by Southwest, all that type of shit. I like that he has a burger company that he is in the trenches with his workers. He's in the trenches. Like, if y'all going to be out here selling burgers, I'm going to be out here selling burgers. Well, I think he knows the benefit to what it means for him to be there. You know? I'll tell yeah, this. And he's plus he's draped up and dripped out. Come on, bro. Come on. This is how I felt when I. This is actually how I felt when I tasted the burger. I choose you. Cypher, were you impressed? Or had you had it already? You're playing. You're playing on the do you think anyone had told you at, at that moment when they were at their like hottest did you already know them so you you knew how early do you know did you know them um like before um big pimpin you knew them before big pimpin personally yeah i met them i wouldn't say know them but met them yeah and so you, could you tell right away that they that Bun was like a, a different kind of cat? Like, would you have been able to predict one day he'll be a burger entrepreneur? Uh, t- no, no, I'll tell you when I knew. When I used to be on Shade 45, Bun B was our um, norm from Cheers or Guy on the Couch uh, in... Um, in uh, uh, what's the Dave Chappelle movie? Oh, which movie? The high Dave Chappelle movie, the uh, weird movie. Half baked. Half baked. Bun, Bun would come on our show every time he came to New York. That's why it's like weird to me that he didn't really come by Hot 97 as much as he did. If he came to New York, he came to see me and Angela Yee on Shade 45. Like so much where we're like, yo, don't even, you don't even have to tell us, just. Say, you know, just tell us you, you you don't have to ask to come on the show. Just say you're in town. Right, just so we put, we'll put you on the list, whatever. And he used to just come up. And that's when I really got to know him and was like, oh, this guy is way more. First of all, he's a fucking nerd like us. But no bullshit. As a burger connoisseur. No, it's 
fucking slamming. I love banging it. burger. I yo. fucking and the fries it. are good. Yes, I loved the burger because I know a lot of spots that have great burgers and then they just give you some bullshit fries or some places where the fries are amazing and the burgers just whatever. So Bun B, he put it together. It was fucking absolutely slamming. If you're ever at a festival or some kind of food truck area where they have trill burgers, do yourself a favor. Get on that line. It's going to be long. The line's going to be long. going to be long. But when you get it, yo. no, and, and he was right. Had no ketchup. Didn't need it. Did not need the ketchup. Hey, can we try the burgers? He goes, chef, two OGs. Oh, no, I, I, I thought he was just t- giving us our proper respect by saying that. <laughs> so we saw, so that was great. Then we ran into uh, we ran into Jadakiss back there also, who was eating a burger. I didn't like my Jadakiss interaction. Why? He didn't give a fuck about me. What do you mean? Yeah, he did. Nah, he was all on you and your sports. He gave me the regular, this is Sife. Sife's here. And then you came up and was like, yeah, what's up with Michael K? I hear you. But it does make sense because just like you, it would be like you being out running into someone from the old rap world you've always known. And then you ran into someone else who you saw on like your face, some comedy shit you were watching every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so it. it's whatever. He he loves sport. That's his. Yo, when I, yo, Saif, when I hit Jadakiss about doing my album, it's fucking crickets. I hit him last night and I was like, yo, we're going to come. We're going to get you on in studio next month. Instant response. It's it's just about what excites him, I think. You know what I'm saying? It's As, a personal excitement thing. Obviously, yeah. he loves sports. He always does those commercials. He's in the He's in the Derek Jeter documentary right now. Yeah, what's the betting shit he does? He's always on Instagram talking about... Oh, DraftKings or, or one of those? Yeah, one of those, yeah. Or FanDuel? You know, I prefer FanDuel, promo He's code not- Rosenberg. Or promo code Peter. You know what? I fucked up. Oh, here we go. I spoke to Kiss. I said something rappy rap where the moment he walked in and his entire experience is everyone saying, you're the best, you're top five. Oh, my God. The verses, the an- we just had the anniversary. Yeah, so it was like whatever. Yesterday's man. price is not today's price. And so what do you say? You said the same thing? Yes. Basically, I wanted to tell him, because I haven't seen him in a while, I wanted to tell him that he's now officially beyond, he can't even be in the top five conversation. He's been graduated to like Mount Rushmore level to me. Wow, Sight, that's a lofty, I love Jada Ice. I don't know if I, Wow. From that versus what he did, I'm giving him that for me. I get it. Because how often do you get the opportunity in a genre of music that everybody knows for whatever reason is competitive like a sport? You don't often get to see people really get. You don't see the sport. You don't yeah, see, you don't the, see sport. the game. He did it. Yeah. He did it and he dominated it. Like, it's true. He deserved full fucking credit for that. Because I even heard him yesterday while we were there, we didn't see much of the show. Um, but I heard him performing the "Who Shot Your Freestyle." Oh, like now that's in his now that's in his catalog. You know oh, what I mean? Which yeah. is crazy. And like it was a song he'd all, he'd he'd had that for a long time, but it became a yeah. thing a year ago. I think it was Green Lantern mixtape. Shots to Green. So yeah, I said the wrong thing. I said the wrong. I, I think thing. you're being over. Now you're being over analytical. Now you want to talk about saying the wrong thing? Nah. Want to talk about the saying the wrong thing? Nah, I'm sad. How about my awkward interaction with LL Cool J? See, I didn't even talk to LL because I wanted to say what's up, but I know I'm about <laughs> yeah, to shoot you, a TV show uh, with him. You didn't want to rush it. You're going to have a real moment with him. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have alone time with the guy. In a situation in which they were making it so clear this guy has no time to talk to anyone. They were clearing a path. Clear the path. Clear the path. 
Yo, security came in. Make a hole. Make a hole. It wasn't even a situation that was that bad or required that much. And they were like, Also, I don't understand why you have two or three incredibly huge security guards. And why you always have to yell, make a hole. Just make the fucking hole when you walk through. You're the hole maker. Just walk through. Yeah, all you got to do is like go like this. Push your arm. Yeah. Everyone's going to get it. You want the hole made before we even know what's going on? Fuck out of here, man. I hate that shit. Clear the hallway. No, the hallway's for walking. LL walks in and I'm standing right on the path that he's in. He's a star, bro. No, he is. He's a big star. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has an aura. When he walked in, it's like, oh. You think of him as an all-time great, but when you feel the aura, you're like, oh, he's not only an all-time great, he's a real superstar. Like, he's a superstar. Yeah, no, I I see why he's a superstar. Like, you feel it when he walks in. When you see him, please tell him I'm sorry for how awkward I am. I, I apologize. <laughs> so he walked, and I, and I see him, and I haven't seen him since this awkward, joking beef that we had on the radio. But he was on the show? No, so like he was never on the show. I don't even remember how it started, but <laughs> I know at some point, I know at some point, oh yeah, I think this was the beginning of it. He was up there like doing drops, okay? Juanito could probably find this audio. Juanito, if you find it, we need it for the show. Please, please. Because Juanito hears the, the, the episodes. And he was recording drops with like TT Torres and other people. This is like six, seven years ago. And for some reason, I guess my name gets brought up. Maybe they wanted to do a drop for the morning show. My name gets brought up. And he goes, Rosenberg, that guy's a meatball, man. <laughs> that guy's a meatball. And you have that? I know Juanito can find it. It exists. He goes, that guy's a meatball, man. And and the fucked up part <laughs> It's a room full of Hot 97 people, and they all just laugh. <laughs> like, yo, LL, you're right. That guy is a fucking meatball. So everyone's laughing, and he's like, yeah, that guy's a meatball, man. He's a meatball. <laughs> Don't you remember, like, two years ago, it, like, sparked up again? February 2020, LL Cool J unblocks Peter Rosenberg on Twitter. Says host was crying like a bitch. What, what was Wait, that? What? What is that? LL Cool J and Peter Rosenberg appeared to be engaged in some manner of beef via Twitter back and forth between the two has escalated a bit. The Queens rapper said he unblocked the Hot 97 radio personality so he could stop crying like a bitch. (laughs) Oh, he unblocked you because you were crying. (laughs) He wrote, yo, Rosenberg Radio, I unblocked you so you can stop crying like a bitch with your groupie ass at Rock the Bells, Channel 43, Sirius XM. So it was like promoting the launch of Sirius, of his series. Rosenberg fired back with, this is not where you want to go, Mr. Smith. I will go straight cannabis on that S. Parentheses, yes, he won, by the way. (laughs) That's what you wrote? LL Cool J wasn't content with laying back and wrote, knock it off, Rosie. You've been a thirsty industry groupie for years. That prompted Rosenberg to end the back and forth with, come on, James. If you come with the right bag, I would be happy to do a show on your station, man. I'll even promote for you. Do you know why he initially called you a meatball? You know what? Listen, we talk on the radio a lot, so maybe I really annoyed him at some point by, like, dissing a song or, you know, saying, like, one song was cheesy or, you know, who knows? Who knows? That's the hard part about our job that hasn't changed that much is that when you say things, people consume it. But to be good at it, you still have to give your real opinions. Like, for example, 
even my overt support of Kendrick led to negative relationships between me and other artists. And all I was doing was being authentic to myself and what I really enjoyed. That alone made people be like, oh, really? You like Kendrick so much? Why don't you go interview Kendrick? You're like, oh, okay, it doesn't mean I don't like you. Yeah, but you're saying some wild shit there, man. Which one? The, uh, he won, by the way? All, how about all of it? Yeah, all of the things you said are wild, bro. I didn't know. How do I didn't know any of this? And I love LL. Then why are you saying these things? Well, well, he called me a bitch. That's far. He went further. Just for the record, crying like a bitch and industry groupie, LL went way further. I didn't go nearly as far as LL. Now, granted, I'm no one and he's LL Cool J, so what does it matter if he calls me that? But if I gotten like actually offended, I would have said something way looser than that. That was me kind of poking back at the at the at the bear who was swatting me away. You have weird tactics. Fast forward past that. I did see him one time at a concert. He saw me on stage. He was coming out and performing. He saw me on stage and pointed and like was like nice. He's a nice person. He's a very nice guy. So <laughs> even though he just called me a bitch and a groupie, I, had, I love the guy. Okay, so forget all the beginning stuff. If you just jump forward to the Twitter thing, where all of a sudden I'm minding my own business, okay? It's right before the pandemic. But you've brought this up a lot, right? Why he, why he had you blocked? No, I, I don't remember me being, oh, maybe I did. You had to. Yeah, maybe on the radio I was like, yo, LL Cool J blocked me. And I, and I turned it into a thing probably, like a joking, like, what, what, what happened? Blah. Yes, yes. Okay, so when he unblocked you. And then called he, me a bitch. <laughs> I would have said, hey, LL, congratulations on the new station. No one deserves it better. Hey, if you need a show about meatballs, I'm ready to rock. Ooh. It's a little, little self-deprecating. Congratulations, because you're going at him at a time where he's trying to launch something. Well, I thought I was playing along with the promo game. A flex tactic would be call him first and be like, yo, on some wrestling shit, I'm going to say something. It would be funny if you go. How would I call him, though? You could find LL Cool J. We could find anybody. How about that? We can find anybody. Mr. C. I mean, Mr. C could say something to him, at least. I'm just going to say a little funny jab since we had that weird little thing in the past. You could jab me back, and I would love to use this back and forth to promote your new station. You're right. I handled things badly. <laughs> I really did. So wait, so you can never tell what happened last night. He walks in with his aura, and he's coming right at me. And I'm like, there he is, LL Cool J. I mean, who knows when I'm going to see this guy again? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a long time. So I dap him up. Takes a second for him to know who I am. He didn't know who I was at first. He didn't immediately recognize me. And I, oh, this is so awkward. The first thing I think I said, the first words out of my mouth, I think I said, yo, are we good? And he like looked at me and I was like, you know, we had that like joking beef on the radio. I just want to make sure we're good. I was like, I didn't know. I haven't seen you. I just want to make sure. And he was like, nah. And of course he acted really nice and dapped me up. Probably walked away like fucking meatball. Oh, fuck. And, I, and by the way, He'd be right. He'd be right for saying it. Yo, we good? Yo, which is like in the hood, which is one of the three terms that mean, what's up, let's get this poppin'. Yo, we good? Yo, we good is wild. Yo, we good? Why would I have said that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just naturally, I don't know. It's just naturally what came out. Here. Why? Though? Why? That, you're, you have to stop doing things naturally. It, it seems like that's what it is. You need to wake up, B. Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. You heard? Rosenberg. Meatball. 
<laughs> you a meatball, man. <laughs> Let's just get that out the way. The laugh grows like like Doctor Evil. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then he's like meatball. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, he was totally cool and a gentleman, and that was it. But I still was like, what the? I didn't mean to. In his concert that he's producing, in yes, his he's the man. In his hometown, and I'm like, are we good? In his hometown, around his security, Rosenberg goes, "Yo, we good." <laughs> I'm sorry, hello. I'm sorry. Yo, that's not what I meant. Yo, we good. I'm, yo, ayo. I'm so sorry. I, I, I let me hold on. I want to, I want to stop and say this right now. Okay, this may not be the radio. It's one app. We're a, re- a growing podcast. I just want to say this. LL, I'm sorry for every annoying thing I've ever said or done. I adore you. You're an all time fucking great. One of the first people I ever loved in hip hop. I. Love so many of your songs. It's countless. Okay. I love you so much. I'm marrying a woman from Queens. I'm doing it for you. You go about showing love in a very strange way, though. You have an abusive tendency. <laughs> I have. I'm sorry. I, I, I used to make really dumb decisions. Now, yesterday, that was just like weird awkwardness that made me say, hey, are we good? No, we I good. Didn't mean- <laughs> no, I didn't say it like that. I didn't go, yo, we good. I didn't do that. Mind I was like, you, hey, we're good. Mind you, Ice Cube security was there. Drink Champ security was there, which is just a bunch of goons. LL's very trained security was there. Yo, Todd, we good? <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. I'm, LL, I'm sorry. I swear, I'm not just saying this. Truly, I've handled many things fucking stupidly in my career. I'm an older person now. I'm learned, I've learned things in life, and I am not going to make these mistakes again. I give you the proper respect you deserve as a pioneer, the GOAT, and I, I hope you can forgive me for my awkwardness. Why didn't you say that? I swear to God, that's what I should have said. It wasn't the right time, though. No, it wasn't the right time. because honestly, I would, I would bow. I'd gladly bow to him, and he'd be like, look at this groupie meatball. <laughs> meatball. Yo, clip that up. Send me, give me, somebody give me that clip and I will show it to LL when I'm on set with him next week. But you got to figure this out, man. No, no, I'm fig- I figured it out. I swear. You got to figure this well, out. Well, listen, listen, listen. Another situation happened yesterday. Wait, hold on. Before you get to that, just who we saw last night. Bun B, we saw Jada Kids. We saw some industry people. Hood. We did see Styles P go by. Um, I saw Mia X. Mia X had the booth next door to Bun B. I, I wish I met Mia. Mia X sells uh, like gumbo and shit, New Orleans uh, cuisine. Yeah, we saw Premium P who had a like a like like a Versace short suit. Pete is someone who him and I had at, at some point weird relationship. I don't remember why. Of course, he was so cool. Like I saw fucking B dot on Friday and Premium Pete on Saturday. Two people who I had random friction with for no reason, essentially, that I can truly recall. And they were both very cool. I have a tendency when I used to have friction with someone to when I see them years later, I want to go out. As you can tell with the LL thing, I want to go out of my way to try to make sure like, yo, everything's cool. I, I fuck with you. He really did the same. Like he seemed to go above and beyond. This is those guys that are on Joe Button podcast said that they hate. You talk shit about them and they say hi to them when you see them in person. Right. By the way, you know what? Part of being a human being is that sometimes we have feelings Sometimes if you talk a lot, like hours and hours a day, you may say things sometimes that sound a little whatever, but then you see the person and you're like, I like this guy. 
I understand why you think it's fake. You could call it fake if you want. Apparently, some guy yesterday thought I was fake. But will, will you stop teasing it? We're getting to it. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is like, so is that was that fake yesterday that when I saw Pete after it's not like I've had a coarse word for him for years or vice versa. No, it wasn't fake. That's real. Like I, I sincerely don't give a fuck about whatever old shit happened. So happy for you. You're killing it right now. He's got a tomato sauce. He's got a fucking hot sauce. He's doing his thing. Okay, so we get backstage. Oh, we ran into uh, the guys who own the Ghostface Coffee thing. Oh, Sean Wiggs. Sean yep. Wiggs. Ghostface Coffee looks amazing, whatever. Killer? Is it called Killer Coffee? Yes, Killer, like Ghostface Killer. Um, we go backstage. Saw Sticky Fingers from Onyx. Yep. Which was dope. I walked up to him. I said, I shed so much blood. You think I was crip? And it took him a second to go realize what I was. He was like, what? Oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. He was like, you're that doing, verse. You're doing a line from a song I've never performed since the day I recorded it that day. <laughs> Correct. And uh, by the way, it's killacoffee.com. Get some Ghostface coffee. I, I got some. I saw Fat Joe real quick. You did? Real quick. I didn't see Fat Joe. Yeah, he was. I saw his wife, his beautiful wife. Uh, who else did we saw? We saw someone else. I saw a guy who came up and started explaining to me the history of hip hop and how we didn't understand that it really came from like an ice cream man. And he literally in, in one minute. Wait, where was this? You were 10 feet in front of me talking to someone else on our way back to Nori. Stops me. Every time I try to take a step, grabs my hand to tell me more about the real origin of hip hop, then demands my phone number. And I did something I rarely do. But in this case, he was so OD with how much he was talking and, and aggressive that I was like, I can't. He'll text every day. This I can't do this. I, I hit him with a, all right, here's my number. 212-229-9797. Yep. <laughs> I still give that number to this day. Do you really? To this day, I give that number. <laughs> you got here. You guys want to know? Here, any here's, form here's what he's gonna get? Any form that I have to fill out, and it's like home phone number. Here you go. Here's what he's gonna get. Thank you for calling Hot ninety seven. You have reached us after hours. That is gonna be what he gets. I I couldn't. It was it was like this is. I'm gonna regret this one. I got it, and I was like, I was I was scared that when I said nine seven nine seven, he was gonna be like, Yo, fam, you giving me the the radio station. By the way, I do have a 9-7 in my, phone, my real phone number, so you never know. Could be real. So then we sit down on Drink Champs, and we did an interview for about five minutes. I don't even think it was that. Nori immediately goes, so y'all hate Joe Budden. <laughs> That's all. By the way, I, I, told, I told him at the time, like, damn, Nori, you're at the point now where you don't even bother with pleasantries. You just go straight to any shit you can find. Um, and that And that was pretty cool. And then... Then they said, you got to move. LL Cool J and Ice Cube are coming on. Todd and Cube. I thought it was weird how many people called him Todd. No, he called, I think he, I think that's the name he goes by. He wants people to call him Todd? That's, yeah, that's when, like, if you're working with him, that's the name he says. Don't, not LL. No, Todd. I had a meeting with him for my show. I said, I don't mean any disrespect, but I'm not going to call you Todd. He's like, nah, it's all good. It's all good. I said, I can't. You're LL. You're L. That's it. You're L. Yeah, Uncle L. LL. Uncle L. I'll even call you the future of the funk, okay? I'll call you whatever you want. <laughs> but Mr. Smith, um, so they they come on and Saif and I leave. And I say to Saif, I'm like, Saif, should we stick around? Because Nori's like, stick around, come back after they're on. And I Which, said, yes. And I, so I got it. Here's where I made the mistake. 
I said to Saif, should we really wait around? This could take a while. Saif correctly was like, nah, they got to get on stage. It won't be very long. Right. It was right before Ice Cube. It was the, the last two acts on the on the show last night were Ice Cube and then uh, Todd. So I knew they had to leave shortly. And so Saif was right. But I was right also in that I was like, this could be a long time. So it wasn't a long time for LL and Cube. They left and they brought us back on. I can't believe they brought us back. Nori called. He yelled out, Saifa, Rosenberg. We came back on. He said, he said I'm going to bring you back. And I was like, there's no way he's bringing us back. He brought us back. He brought us back on. I respected that. But then they bring out Un Rivera. Yeah, Un came through and Buck. Buck works with Un. Buck has always been down with Un. He's a Brooklyn cat. He was down with Biggie and Junior Mafia. Like when I used to be on the tour, I don't know if you guys know this. There's an album back here. See this album right here? If you're watching yeah, the video. Little Kim Hardcore. I was on the road with her before that album came out. Doing what? You were like a roadie? I, no, I was DJing. Oh, you DJ for Little Kim. I was DJing for And Buck was our first road manager. Okay. So he been down with Un Forever. So so Buck's there. Buck's uh, in a Biggie Un's, song. Yeah, yeah, I think he is too. I was going to say yeah. the same thing. But not Buck 50? No, there's a song where he mentions Buck. At some point, uh, D from uh, Rough Riders shows up. And Sife and I are just there. Oh, Peter Guns is there. And Saif and I are just there. And at this point, we can force our way into the conversation, but the conversation is no longer for us. Nori is now interviewing Un. We were sharing mic. Mics are a rumor when it comes to drink champs anyway. So they're interviewing Un. Saif and I are there. I end up, you know what my job becomes? Not doing an interview. I'm literally holding the mic to Un because he wasn't close to the mic. And I felt for the sound guys who kept repeating just like, Mike. Mike, so I was like, you know what? I'm sitting there like I fucking work for the show, just holding a microphone for Un. Now, listen, there are worse things to do than hear cool stories from Lance on Rivera. I was that part was great, but at a certain point, I tapped Syphon. I'm like, yeah. hey Syphon, how am I gonna get out of here? <laughs> well, how long do we end up sitting there the second time for? At least 45, but it was a long, hot, filled with drunkard 45. Yeah, yeah, and then and and then we're about to leave. Syphon tries to get us to go. I like Syphon. Come on. And Saif goes, Nori, we got it. He goes, sit your ass down. And we're like, okay. And we just, he made a stay. He was like, he was like, you'll leave in five minutes. I was like, okay. So we kept going, trying to leave. And then of course, Nori goes to D from Rough Riders. Yo, where were you when you found out about DMX? Rosenberg gives me the, the knee, like he hit his knee against my knee under the table. Like, <laughs> yo, let's look. I go, you can't leave now, bro. They're talking about DMX dying. Then, at some point, we caught a, a lull. Yeah. A drunken, high lull occurred. And I stood up, and I was like, hey, guys, my fiance is waiting for me. I got to go. And then everyone got up, and it ended. And Saif and I left. We went back. Billy June, at this t- at this point, has been sitting by himself waiting for us to come back for nine hours. <laughs> He's sitting in the Mazda Energy tent. And, and, and by the way, mind you, he has a picnic table. A very desirable place to sit at this concert because there's nowhere to sit. Yeah, there's nowhere to sit. And meanwhile, people are coming up and trying to sit at the picnic table. And Billy June's like, as soon as, as, soon as the guys get back, you can't sit here. And, and, and meanwhile, they're looking at him like, but no one's here. And he's like, well, if they get here, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> Billy June showed up with a, a large nylon bag just filled with XLR cables. <laughs> Not even wrapped up. You know, if you wrap them up, it makes them fit better in the bag, Billy June. 
Billy brought, he was very on point. He brought a backpack, but then he also brought this ridiculous nylon bag filled with more stuff. And he thought, I'm trying to decide. Let me let me lift up the curtain a little bit. Saif, we lift up the curtain on the show, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Now we got to get to the guy who yelled at you. Oh, shit. And we got to wrap this up. Yeah, come on. Come on, come on, come okay, on. Okay, so real quick, Billy June, ever since we hired the, the new team, we brought on Jabari and Emilio to tighten things up. Billy, for some reason, feels the need to constantly show his value at every moment. So he, like, goes above and beyond. And, like, what he doesn't realize is, like, we're stuck with you anyway. You don't have to prove anything. You're part of the team. That's You don't need to prove more because other people are here. You're fucking Billy June. Relax. This guy brought 90 wires yesterday. He tells us, he's like, I, I went out and I bought four extra phone chargers. <laughs> Why? We're not going for a year. We're only going for a few hours. We drove there. My phone was at 100%. I was good. I bought four phone charges. He bought them that day. He was like, I'm going to return them later. I bought the power strip. I was like, oh, <laughs> are things battery operated? It's okay. <laughs> he was he was hustling. He was doing his best. You don't, all, all we're saying is, Billy June, you don't have to. You're good. Okay, so to the, to the exciting part of the day. Saif, I'll give you the honors. So we're sitting at the Monster Energy booth. We're at a little table. We're interviewing some people, one up, talking shit, blah, blah, blah. And when we say people, we don't mean guests. What you're going to hear on the Patreon is us talking to random strangers. In this Forest Hill Stadium, if you think of a stadium like a circle, the backstage area is, let's say, like 12 o'clock on the clock. We were at 6 o'clock on that clock. Like, they wanted us the furthest possible away from any type of guest. That's where they had us positioned. They did not want us doing interviews, talking to guests, nothing. So we're talking to random regulars for uh, Monster Energy content. This guy, we're right by that, like some back entrance. This guy walks in, shirt off, as as they say in Queens, chest naked. And he was very, he conquered the gym. I'll tell you that right now. He conquered the gym. He was a muscular gentleman. Yeah, like traps. The dude had fucking traps and shoulders. Muscles coming out the top of the shoulders. He wasn't flexing, and you could see the definition of his muscle. I thought he was a Puerto Rican gentleman. Rosenberg thinks he's more on the Italian side. By the way, he could be Puerto It It could still be true of a Puerto Rican gentleman. So my, th- my, my theory that I have about him, which I'll get to, could be true of either. Walks in, he sees us over at this table and proceeds to yell out, you suck, Rosenberg. You fucking suck. No, no, no. He went, you fake. Oh, yeah, you fake. You fake, Rosenberg. <laughs> you fucking fake. And Saif, how did I respond? He said, sorry. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 huge, dangerous man Thre- no. in a threatening way was like, yo, you fake. And I was just like, uh, I'm sorry. When we do these events, when we're ever outside, especially together, there's always random hip-hop fans that say some halfway goon shit. Yo, you talk bad shit on the radio, and they put their arm around you. Cypher, don't get gas. They give you a hug. They start off with some regular New York hip-hop, like, yo, y- y'all talking shit about Joe Button. Like, it's always like that. So the initial you fake, we're waiting for... Nah, I'm fucking with you. I love y'all, man. I listen to you every morning. Or or like 
some specific, yo, I can't believe you said X, Y, and Z, where it's like he wants to have a back and forth in some way. So then he said it two, three more times, and I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's not, he's not joking. This guy is very upset with Rosenberg. Oh, why Rosenberg even exists. So then I'm like, so I go out of interview mode or whatever the fuck we were doing. I go into fucking protect my life mode. I start looking around. I'm like, there's no nothing. There's no objects I can grab because this guy was big. We would have needed a lot of help. Because the (laughs) the thing with those guys is that first hit. He's going to punch you. <laughs> He's going to punch, gonna punch you, you. And it's going to so, hurt. So you got to try to stay, you know, six feet away past his, his reach. You can't let him get in your face. I'm like, all right, so we've been in this venue. We got in quite easily. I don't know how fast security would get over here. They don't seem like they're that they're they're that uh, in, in, uh, invested in keeping people secure. So he, like, starts to walk towards us a little. And that's when I was like, fuck. And then he yells it again like he was like, his face, he was angry. You fake. You fake. And he goes, you fucking suck. And then turned around and walked away. So I was like, did he come here just to say that? It's so crazy. Like, I was thinking about what he could mean. So I was talking to Natalie afterwards. And I was like. Right afterwards or after later in the night? No, on the way home. I was like, fake. People have different shit to say about me, but I don't really get fake. I, I that I don't know what he means. And and like my guess was, I said decipher, the most vitriolic anti-me people are usually Trump people. Especially if you were to see one at a show who's a sneaky Trump person, right? But they like hip hop. But yo, nah, fuck with Trump. You know, he does this and he does that and he's not about the bullshit. You know, I'm conservative, but they're not in touch with their own racism also. But that is what they like. That is, of course, what they like. But they don't want to say that. In fact, I met some gentlemen yesterday, a a cat named Adrian and another cat. Remember, we were talking to who were big actual listeners. One guy was an actual current listener of One App and we were talking. They were telling me about someone they know, guys at work who just this week he brought up our show because he's a big listener and he, or he brought up the morning show and his people were like, nah, I don't fuck with that show and I don't fuck with them. And he was like, oh, why? And they were like, the, you know, the political, blah, 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 blah. This is, so they're talking to people of color who are their, seemingly their friends and telling them they essentially don't fuck with this show because they hate Trump. So, because I, yeah, because I openly hate Trump. I could be wrong, but I believe that dude was coming at me over that shit. Otherwise, fake, I would get culture vulture. If it was about my real life that you didn't like, it would be culture vulture. It would be, you play that bullshit. You know, they're the underground heads who only know that I do the morning show. Like, you're on that bullshit. Fuck Ebro, you know, something like that. But when he came with the straight. Fake makes you feel is political. And how angry he was. And the ironic part to me is you're calling me fake. And my guess is you're a fucking Trump lover walking around rock the bells, bro. And you're calling me fake. But whatever. I just don't know. I'm pretty open to criticism on me. I don't know what part would would be fake. But what did you want to do? Should we have asked him to come come speak with us? I got to tell you, Saif, I actually actually think I handled it perfectly. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. There have been times recently, somewhat recently, 
in the past. There have been times in the past when I had the same thing happen. I reacted very differently. Why? Because the person who I said it to looked nothing like the man from yesterday. <laughs> so I handled it much differently. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck you say? Oh, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck you say? Whereas yesterday I went with, sorry, because you know why? I'm fucking smart. <laughs> and you know what I was impressed with? I was impressed Natalie didn't hit him with like a, yo, get the fuck out of here. That's, I'm so, I was like, babe, I'm so glad you didn't yell, go fuck yourself. And she was like, you know, I, I thought about it for a second. I was like, let's just let him walk away. That guy, his shirt off, t-shirt hanging out of his back pocket. It looked like he might've just left the gym. Yo, he probably just finished training LL. He was like, look at this fucking meatball. <laughs> no, he works out. He works out at that stadium. Like, you know, dudes that like run up stadium steps or whatever. But he's like, the fuck are all these black people doing here? <laughs> Normally, this is my gym. Nah, but he was definitely a hip hop person, though. I mean, he's at Rock the Bells. But by the way, there were there are people who voted for Trump at Rock the Bells yesterday. That is real life. 100%. Oh, am I boring you with my stories? <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, I had um, a late night. Oh, you had a late night last You went out? No, 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 no. God, no. You mean by the time you got home? I had to get home. I had to set all this up. Trying to pack. But anyway, man, that's um, Rock the Bells, Cypher Sounds, and, and um, Peter Rosenberg version. Watch Drink Champs. You'll see all the big celebrities that were Rock the Bells actually and, talking. And you'll see us get cut out of the episode. Yeah. No, we won't get cut out. No, we'll be stuck in the Lance part. They're stuck with you'll us. You'll see our faces. I don't think you'll hear us much. You may not hear us, but... But watch Drink Champs. They got all the coverage of what actually happened and how it went down on stage. And then, you know, if you want to hear what what losers are like in the background, thanks for tuning in. Also, we appreciate everyone on the Patreon again. Patreon.com slash oh, is life. fuck. Go subscribe. What? I'm really sorry, guys. We have to raise the price of the Patreon because we need phone chargers. We need phone chargers. <laughs> If we raise the price to $13 a month, I can get a phone charger every day. Yo. <laughs> We're just kidding. We're not raising the price. Yeah, I saw, I was on the Discord. Oh, yeah, you popped on the Discord this week. This yeah. one guy said, I forgot who it was, but he goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. I got to jump off the Discord. <laughs> He goes, I, there's no way, I guess I got to go. There's no way I can explain to my wife what I've been doing for the last hour, listening to people talk shit about a producer for a show I pay $7 for that she doesn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great guy. Oh, man, I appreciate, we appreciate every one of you, Yeah, to jump real. off, because she's going to ask me, why am I just on what not even Instagram or TikTok on this just weird black yo but uh, dark internet yo it, <laughs> it does look like dark where where half the comments dark from web. these people where half the comments from like the hardcore regulars in the Discord are just trashing the current version of the podcast <laughs> while listening to it every week. One of the guys, I don't, I don't remember which one it was, if it was like Dazid, yeah. I forget who it was. One of them was like trashing the show, and he's like, but I'll never stop paying for the Patreon. I was like, okay, well, whatever, whatever floats your boat, pal. Oh, we appreciate you either way. Man, thank y'all so I'm much, out. man. Yo, I'm going to Cuba. Yo, you I'll good? You Yo, you good? Yo, no, no, we good? <laughs> we good. We good? 
grace and poise, kinda like a ballerina. I said, how you doing? My name's Big L. Don't ask me how I'm living, cause y'all I'm living swell. 